0: man
1: 911. whoa whoa you know what time it is it's real vile time with your host germ t ripper and of course my wonderful co-host the prime minister the sinister ruthless chris say hello to the people
2: how's everyone doing this week that's what i'm talking
1: about all right now of course we got the tower of the hour (laughs) miss killer (laughs) kelly miller what's up kelly
0: what's up hey (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah that's what's up is what's up baby keeping it real keeping it 100 as they say uh what have you guys been up to haven't talked in about a week what's new and exciting in the real vile land
2: well Well, uh kelly and i uh yeah we uh got some free tickets to a wwe house show so we went to that on sunday uh that was kind of fun
0: then we went to a metal band right afterwards, fucking Death yeah, we by went, Dishonor at the OT. They yeah, we went and
2: saw Death by Dishonor right down the road afterwards. Uh so that was a fun night. Um if you guys hear anything in the background, there's literally life flight and fire trucks and cops everywhere. There's some sort of bad accident out there. So if there's any sort of background noise coming in, uh we're sorry about that. Um also announced today. Well, by the time you guys heard this, we announced it a week ago, but uh we are having our first inaugural deathmatch tournament, King of the Kill, coming on August 12th, maybe Michigan. Uh so tickets will be on sale for that today. Mm. So three o'clock today, head over to Event Break, get yourself some tickets. It's today be when it day.
0: today, the day this comes out.
2: Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> the day this drops is when it when it'll they'll be on sale. Mm. And there'll be uh there'll be a uh, talent announcement uh, along with that so keep an eye out for that
1: hell yeah cool yeah no I was just about to ask you that uh, so uh competitors that are in the tournament will be announced
2: about the same time yeah um so what we like to do is when the tickets go on sale give you like a little extra like boost of excitement so we'll uh we'll drop a name that's gonna be a debuter somebody that hasn't been here before um and it's a it's a big deal talent so uh Keep an eye out for that today uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time uh, and go over to uh, eventbrite.rpw419.com and uh, get yourself tickets to that. And the Chicago tickets, there's still some left, but they're going fast. So if you want to be at Chicago, get on top of that, too.
0: Hell yeah, we'll all be there, won't we? We'll all be in Chicago. That'll be the first time us three are together in person. <laughs> say hi <laughs> well,
2: germ and i have uh we've hung out before well
0: this i mean the three of German us since yeah. we started this podcast like i've never met in person and i love yeah. that sweater germ
2: <laughs> oh thank you thank yeah. you yeah.
1: um i had had my eye on it for years and um middle beyond had like a after christmas sale uh last year and i think it was like 60 percent off or 70 percent off it was a you know, marked down from like $150 to 40 so I had to pull the trigger on that. You know.
0: Hell yeah. I get it. I get Ooh.
1: it. <laughs> yes, and I love your Suspiria dress. It's beautiful. beautiful. Killstar, you said. Yeah. That <laughs> collection right. by Killstar is amazing.
0: It is. It is. I wanted so much more.
1: Um,
0: yeah, so I've,
1: I've actually been on vacation for a few days now. It's mostly going to be a staycation, but uh, I ventured out of the house uh a, a few times. I went to see an all gay, like oh, like offensively gay A C D C cover band called Gay C D C from San Francisco.
0: That sounds like a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, they I, were, I saw the pictures <laughs> today. That. that looked like a wild time. Yes. They were hilarious. They had props and they had costume changes and, you know, like for instance they would change the words to the songs like from those about to rock to those about to suck cock. Very <laughs> exactly. very very yeah. <laughs> entertaining show. Lots of fun. You know, they were they were throwing inflatable cocks out to the audience. Um it was a great night. And then the next day was a uh Eurosleaze film film like uh fest I hadn't planned on going to, but my friend Jeff was from Iowa he was vending and he said he had a gift for me and I cannot say no to gifts so <laughs> I went mainly just to visit him and I stayed you know I paid the ticket so I, I stayed for a couple of movies there were like five movies I watched two of them they were both very bizarre one was called um Death loves a murderer and another one was. <laughs> the hunchback of the morgue i've uh, seen that have you i yeah. have this very weird
2: dvd collection i think it's like a paul nietzsche movie right yeah yeah. and it was part of the paul nietzsche collection like it's mostly most of the stuff in the box sets werewolves movies but that was one of them that was in there and i don't think i even actually got all the way through it if i remember correctly. i remember it just being really weird and low budget yes
1: yes um so yeah i'm not gonna talk about either of those movies because they're very weird and it was was fun to sit through it's fun to see uh you know classic rare euro sleeves in the theater that's not the theater in my basement (laughs) Uh, so that was fun uh but other than that you know my i'm just been doing my usual watching movies going to aa meetings you know nothing too crazy but I'm excited that we're all together, and we're about to talk about... Before so, we get
2: going, uh, yeah. i got to throw something in. My my fun discovery of the week, which I shared with you guys earlier. Sure. But it has been a constant source of joy since I found it. So, since we did House of the Dead last week, I have <laughs> gone down this Uwe Bowl rabbit hole, and I have found him on Letterboxd. Now, if you look up Uwe Bowl on Letterboxd, and you go to his review section... It is the most unhinged, wild <laughs> shit you would ever see. Like, I have been sending these guys screenshots all week. Like, him just shitting on movies or being just like, this movie gave me a boner. It was a good time. So that, like, if if you have Letterbox, do yourself a favor, look up Uwe Bull. <laughs> anyway, go on. I just had to throw that in just because it's been so goddamn funny to me all week
1: uh people have really popped about us talking about house of the dead i didn't realize that people would get so excited and it's so divisive (laughs) um you know a 20 year old film so uh yeah uh guys on that 2003 shit fest idea you guys were on the mark
2: on that idea I also uh, from Facebook Marketplace scored a House of the Dead arcade machine. <laughs> did you
0: really? Yeah,
2: yeah that made yeah, me. I mean, they they had it marked for a dollar, but they actually wanted a little more. Um, I ended up giving them fifty bucks for it. But like, uh, how big? It's huge.
0: Oh shit! It's dude. in my basement. I see you it's... say that, but I was like, "What? Oh, no." Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Know? I did a thing. I'm, I'm very, very jealous of that, actually. So, um, congratulations. I like, I, I I played it, you know, just to make sure it worked at the guy's house, but uh, it took so long to get in here and get into my basement. I haven't actually hooked up and played with it yet, just because I had to catch up on movies for today. But, yeah, it's it's in my basement right now.
0: <laughs> I love how us watching that movie spawned into you, getting, like, the arcade.
2: <laughs> you know, honestly, so- I think uh, I think the charm of us watching that movie was that none of us saw it when it came out. So, we didn't yeah. have that, like... Initial, this is a piece of shit reaction, which is a piece of shit. Yeah, I think we had a different perspective because we saw it twenty years later, so we could actually like see it for what it was, not like at the time. You know,
0: (laughs) I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I was told I was going to. Everybody's like, "Oh, that's such a piece of shit." (laughs) I was like, "I actually was my favorite movie of the
1: week." Yeah, no, (laughs) it's so much fun. Yeah. But anyways, uh, our, our main focus for this week is going to be Kids vs. Aliens, a brand new film on Shudder and uh, directed by Jason Eisner. So, but before we get to that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Uh, and to get this terror train on the tracks, why don't we start with you, Miss Killer Kelly Miller
0: oh the first movie i watched this week this one was pretty good i kind of took a chance and I, I rented it off of prime just based on the trailer i had never heard of it before but this is a new movie called blood i believe it's 2022 Ah, uh, shut up chris he came over <laughs> this is why he's laughing he came over and i was like oh i'm about to watch this werewolf movie and i showed him the trailer and he's like that's not a fucking werewolf movie <laughs>
2: Well, no, I'm laughing because you tried to put on three separate times throughout the night and like, we just like got distracted and never fucking watched it. But we had a back. <laughs> yeah, we just she, kept
0: talking she, over it.
2: <laughs> she thought it was going to be a werewolf movie. I was like, that's a fucking vampire movie. Not All right. Was, turns, was right.
0: Turns out you were mostly right. <laughs> I, they never say the word vampire, but uh, I get into it. Um it's directed by brad anderson he did that new series devil in ohio the machinist he directed the wire that series uh session nine so i liked this one a lot um it stars skeet ulrich (laughs) he's he's not a main character he's like the dad um it follows his mom she's a nurse she's got two kids she's recently divorced from the dad and she just got this new place out in the country uh she takes the kids with her uh the first day there, the kids go out back, go exploring. It's, like, out in the country, so there's a lot of land and shit. So the kids are checking shit out. And um, they see, like, this weird tree, like, down in this valley, and the dog just, like, jets past it. Like, they get this weird feeling from it. And the dog gets stuck in the mud down by the tree, and they have to, like, pull him out. Well, later that night, like, the dog just kind of goes missing. So for, like, the next couple days, they're, like, you know, putting up signs, looking for their dog. And uh, one night, late at night, the kid's looking out the window, and he sees the dog walking into the backyard. And he's like, the dog! I forgot its name. But he runs out there, like, <laughs> going to greet it and shit. And, uh, the, you know, the mom and the sister follow. As they get closer, its eyes are, like, glowing yellow, and he's kind of, like, like, hunched up and growling. Like, it's obviously not safe to get close to him, and the mom's like, whoa, 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 don't. And the kid's like, no, it's my dog, it's my dog. And, of course, the dog, like, fucking lunges at him, like, bites him in the neck and almost kills the kid. Well, in the hospital, uh, they don't know what's wrong with him. Like, he won't get better. Like, he's got, like, amnesia and shit, and his mom finds out. This is all early in the movie. I'm not ruining anything. But, like, the mom finds out that, uh I don't know, somehow blood is what keeps him is what's making him keep going. So of course, like she gets him home, and you know it turns into a whole thing. She's got to keep getting him blood, and I, this was a great movie, man. I really enjoyed it. I gave it a three and a half. I don't want to say too much more because I, you know, I said quite a bit, but <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't give anything away at all. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it, I thought it was great. It was worth a watch, and i I didn't mind paying the three ninety nine on Amazon Prime for it. I would do it again, but yeah, not werewolves, vampires. I think it was the dog in the preview where I'm like, <laughs> "Uh, yeah, werewolves, you know, not, not
1: very cool, very cool." Yeah. yeah, no. Uh, the premise sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, I think I might have seen a trailer, trailer for it maybe at some point. Um, three ninety nine. That doesn't sound like a bad price to pay. But if I saw yeah, a physical copy of this mm-hmm. on your recommendation, I would probably pick it up because yeah, that sounds would- like a really sounds like a great movie sounds like something i'd want to see i love brad anderson's work um it so, was, it was
0: a pretty solid flick all around like i have no complaints about it you know it was watchable it was fun it was gory it was like it kept you on the edge of your seat you know it was good
1: very cool uh chris did you see this or no <laughs>
2: uh like i said i we started kind of watching it a couple times throughout the night but like i forget exactly where we, we were like kind of in and out we were cooking food and all kinds of shit uh so i didn't like it, it, we kept getting distracted we kept trying to like start throughout the night but i don't remember shit about it uh just because we were we just were in a mood to watch movies or like pay attention to anything so i got nothing to say about it
0: i think i was like let's watch this and it just ended up being more like background noise you yeah
1: know? totally understandable that happens sometimes right <laughs> 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 all right ruthless chris uh you're up next what have you been watching what's the first movie you want to talk about baby
2: so I have uh next to my TV I'll keep a stack of DVDs that I have acquired that I have not watched yet you know like my my rainy day pile and uh last week uh and one of the reasons I was on my phone last episode was weird I was just having trouble with my computer and my internet so my internet was wonky for a couple of days so I was like I'm going to start burning through my physical media pile the first thing I did was Queen of Blood uh this is an intervision so you kind of know what you're getting in store for there. Uh, was that Vinegar Syndrome subsidiary? Is it Vinegar Syndrome or is it? Uh, Severin. Or Severin, okay. Um, they kind of specialize in like super low budget, kind of sometimes artsy flicks, and that's definitely what I would say this is. Um, there's no dialogue in the whole movie, um, was the first most interesting thing. Um, and there's also another movie with this title, Queen of Blood from the 60s. This is not the same movie. They have nothing to do with each other. We, but it starts off there's like a, a woman covered in blood she has no idea who she is who rises from a lake and you get the idea that she is like this plague kind of force coming into the world and she starts as pretty much murdering anyone that she comes across. Uh, there might there's like some vampiric elements to it. Um, the, th- the weird thing about this is like some of it's really gorgeously shot for being like on like this is clearly a, a digital movie. But then, like other scenes, and they're like they'll be back to back, so it's like jarring, are so amateurishly done, like so. Like you'll go for something like very beautiful and like really like a complex shot that's been like very well thought out, and then it'll cut into like something where it's just like it looks like a kid holding a camcorder recorded it. So it's that like a really weird wonky tone. Like I said, there's no dialogue. <laughs> um, most of the stories kind of implied, and you got to kind of figure it out. Uh, through the clues given, you know, like the, the on-screen clues and like, you know, like some of the character motivations or whatever. Um, it wasn't awful. Uh introvision's usually real hit or miss. You know they're they're like they're kinda you know you kind of know what you're getting into when you're like you go in there. Like sometimes you get you get you know a burning moon and you get something real entertaining and sometimes you know you get something real bad. This is kind of middle ground. Um that this guy definitely could go on to make something really interesting. There was definitely a lot of promise of directing. I think some dialogue would actually help this. Um, But all in all, I kind of liked it. I don't think I'll ever probably watch it again, but it's worth a watch. So with that being said, I gave it two and a half. So that was Queen of Blood. Um, (laughs) It's just been something that's been sitting on my shelf for a while. So, yeah. I love me some, uh, intervision
1: trash and, uh, you know, that definitely sounds like something I, I want to look into.
2: Um, uh, do you know if it's streaming anywhere? If somebody wanted to check it out? I believe, um, all the intervision shits on Tubi. I'm pretty sure it is on there. Uh, like I said, I watched a physical copy, but I am pretty sure all that intervision stuff is on Tubi. I'm looking it up real quick as we're talking about it. You want to vamp for a second?
1: yeah no um a movie with with no dialogue i mean that's it's a nice gimmick but at the same time uh, a full-length movie with no dialogue just sounds like it'd be a little bit too much to handle just amazon okay amazon like to to pay for it or streaming
2: according to letterbox just to buy i thought it was on tubi but um i'll bring uh when i see you in uh chicago germ i'll bring it give you give it to you because like i said i'll probably never watch it again so if you want to check it out I'd rather oh. give it to somebody that'll get another use out of it, you know.
1: Sure, whatever's clever, Trevor. <laughs> uh, but on that note, you know, I love presents and uh I was in uh so I will gladly take that off your hands mm-hmm. and you know, while you're here we can enjoy some films if we've got time, because I know that it's gonna be a hectic schedule while you're here. We'll make time. um
0: Yeah, we we'll, should definitely do that.
1: We'll enjoy some we'll enjoy a film or two in my basement. Uh, But in the meantime, last week, uh, I'm not sure which day it was, I was in a weird mood, and I clicked on the streaming channels that I pay for, and the first one I looked at was HBO Max, and there was one of my favorite films from when I was a teenager on there that I hadn't watched in forever, and I decided, hell, it's time to revisit 1994's Natural Born Killers nice
0: yeah there it is uh
1: it, it, i think it's uh even more relevant to 2023 than it was for 1994 it seems so topical uh, so pertinent with the idea of criminals becoming celebrities and how cri- and crime being celebrated and you know uh how every every aspect of it just seems so so uh on point for 2023 right now, you know, and if you haven't seen natural born killers, you know, it, it stars, uh, you know, uh, Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis playing Mickey and Mallory Knox as two victims of traumatized childhoods. They become lovers and psychopathic serial murderers, and they become irresponsibly glorified, glorified by the mass media. Um, and I remember when I watched this, of course, I was a teenager and it just seemed like a fun movie because, uh, you know, it was the 90s and it was, you know, it was always on at a party. So there was always beer, there was always weed, there was always drugs, whatever. Um, But watching it as a middle-aged adult and uh, seeing the influence that it's had over the years, I mean... There was a lot of scenes and a lot of artistic uh, takes that I feel Rob Zombie and uh, it was very influential to you know all of his films. The animated scenes, the quick cuts, the you know very uh, music video esque editing of it all. Um, I thought was brilliant, um, but then like this is Robert Downey Jr. making his comeback as like mm. a exploitative uh talk show host and uh you know, almost like Geralda Rivera type thing, yeah, and then uh, you know i I'd never heard of Tommy Lee Jones before this uh playing like a kind of a crooked uh warden, and it, it just none of the characters are really likable, but at the same time, they all had aspects that seemed very real and you know i remember uh writing you know i love mickey and mallory knox on my notebooks in high school because of Uh yeah i love i love this film (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i love it even more now uh as an adult like i definitely give it five stars and i'm happy that i revisited it it just seemed uh so impressive uh yeah definitely five stars hbo max i'm sure you guys have seen it what do you guys think about natural born killers
0: yeah it's a classic man there's Five stars for me as well like i I believe I own this movie, but it has been some years since I've watched that I could give that another watch always
2: um I think uh what you were saying about it being like more pertinent now than it ever before like this was hmm. almost like predicting like Facebook fame or Instagram you know like like this was before the internet was really a thing and you know they were doing it through television but like it's pretty much was like a forethought of what literally is going on now with like people like the Kardashians being famous and no one fucking knows why, you know, Um, or people just being glorified by the media or, you know, looked up to, Uh, but this time just in serial killer culture. Um, I do have an interesting opinion on this. Um, So this movie was actually written by Quentin Tarantino and then uh, made by Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone pretty much threw away most of what Quentin had written, except for the opening scene. So Quentin re- released the script as a book, um, and it's—I f- I forget the exact. It's like Natural Born Killer is the undoctored version or something, and I've read it. Um, and it is also an amazing fucking story that I would like to see be made into a movie. So uh, that you know, just a, a side note: if you like reading stuff like that, definitely check out the uh, the Quentin Tarantino book that is—it's just the original script. And the only thing that stays the same sides the character names is the opening scene where Mickey and Mallory are at the, um, the diner. She starts there. The hillbillies start dancing on her. They kill all the diner people. Like that is all beat for beat. Exactly. What's in the script. And then from there it just goes, but, uh, yeah, natural War and killers is fantastic. Fucking movie more pertinent than ever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, no one's likable. It's real kinetic. Um, yeah, it's a like really pretty fast movie. cuts and it'll go to animation. Then it'll go to like an artsy thing. And then, mm-hmm you know, like clouds moving and purple and like all this shit, you know, just to really keep you dizzy and, you know, like kind of frenetic as you watch it. Yeah. It's a great film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I was happy that I revisited it. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, there's so much, to, we could do a whole episode on this alone. Cause I, yeah, I knew Quentin Tarantino wrote it, but I didn't know that the majority of the script he wrote was scrapped. Um, yeah, that's very really that. interesting to know, And uh, you know because I think this was his first thing that uh, his first script that was developed before um uh, before True Romance. True Romance Romance was uh, the next thing that he wrote that was put in production. If he
2: sold Natural Born Killers first, but True Romance got made first.
0: Ah, okay, Mm, okay. I love True Romance. That's one of my yeah top favorite movies.
1: Yeah, I want to get that uh, 4K UHD that uh, Arrow put out. Mm. but uh let's keep this terror trainer rolling and right killer kelly what you got to talk about next baby
0: (laughs) the next one i watched belonged on last week's episode but it's 2012 this one is shit shit all day (laughs) jesus christ this one was silly as fuck uh red clover from 2012 it's originally a sci-fi original apparently i didn't know that going into it you can find this gem on Tubi course you can
2: <laughs> um, damn you Billy Zane
0: this is starring Billy Zane This is actually one of the more boring roles I've seen from him. Like, the movie itself is fucking ridiculous, but, like, Billy Zane wasn't as, you know, awesome as he usually is. All right. Fuck, where do I start with this one? (laughs) This follows... There's some weird lore in uh, a town called Keening, Massachusetts that's predominantly Irish. Uh, According to the legend that there was... There's a bunch of There's a There was a leprechaun taken from the old country, and he's buried there. <coughs> what? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> well, our main character, Co- uh, Karen O'Hara, she's out hunting or fucking doing something in the woods with her dad or something. She sees this red clover. She picks the red clover, and apparently that unleashes the... Uh, the leprechaun from his... (laughs) It unleashes the leprechaun from his slumber, because he's buried out there in the woods. Well, the leprechaun comes back, and he starts killing people to take all the gold out of their mouths and shit like that. Like, if they got gold teeth, the leprechaun's gonna kill you for it. (laughs) Billy Zane is this Karen girl's uh, dad in the movie. And yes, Billy Zane versus the leprechauns. (laughs) The leprechauns look like something out of, like, Pumpkinhead or Pan's Labyrinth. You know? <laughs> oh, man, the dialogue in this is just stupid and silly. There's so many bad Irish stereotypes throughout the whole thing. The girl discovers, like, her whole family is involved in this lore between, like, her drunken dad and the internet. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> I don't know, this was hilarious. There's at one point where uh, the girl's talking to some dude, and he's like no, that only happens in bad monster movies, and they're clearly referring to that movie, so they fully acknowledge how bad it is. This <laughs> definitely, I don't know, its it was stupid as fuck, but I gave it like a, a 2.5 just for entertaining. Like I said, it belongs at our shit, fist, shit fest uh, <laughs> for sure. I wish I would have found this sooner.
1: But yeah. With with the popularity of our Shit Fest episode, I'm sure we will have more uh, specifically Shit Fest episodes. Uh, I feel like I saw a trailer for this just recently. And I can't remember if it was because. Did you post the trailer to this? No, I don't
0: think so. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid, dude. But But it's it's hilarious. It's so
1: weird that, like, I swear I saw it. It was probably in the pile of the cursed movie box that my neighbors gave me.
2: No, I, I, I know what it's from. So we all signed up for movie sphere to watch house of the dead.
0: Uh. One of the first
2: suggestions you get on movie sphere and you got in there and it's got an interesting cover. So I guarantee ya, it is like me, you guys were going through like what else is on there and saw it. Cause that's how I saw. It. I ended up watching it too. But I knew she had watched it, so I was like, "I'll let her talk about it."
0: That is crazy that we all three see. Because you know? I was like, "Oh, dude, this fucking shit movie that i was about to watch." And Chris is like, "God damn it, I was about to watch that."
2: <laughs> no, I had already watched it at that point.
0: It's real bad, but it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining, and it's worth a watch. If you like the shit that we were talking about on Shitfest, watch this. If you think if you hate movies like that, fucking skip it. You know. But it's enjoyable.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Good to know. And you said uh, this was on Tubi or did you watch it on the movie Sphere?
0: I watched it on Tubi. I think he, I think he's right. I think it is on movie Sphere as well. Yeah. Though.
2: Okay. Yeah, Good to I know. Didn't, I didn't know it was on Tubi. And I like. I knew that. Uh, so I was using the one that she signed up for because we were just using the oh, free week to watch uh, House of the Dead. <laughs> but it was like when searching for House of the Dead, I saw that. I was like, I have to watch that before she cancels movie Sphere. Cause I had to see Billy Zane versus some leprechauns and boy, did it not disappoint, but yeah, it's a sci-fi <laughs> original and that's what you get out of it, but it is Billy Zane.
0: Fucking which... really bad, really bad, like sci-fi graphics. it's
2: <laughs> the, the leprechauns, she said like Pan's lab with her pumpkin head, but if anyone's seen the hollowed, uh, okay. it reminded me that, that, that uh, folk horror with the, the monsters coming out of the forest. It kind of reminded me of them. I mean, from the way you describe it, it sounds
1: like at least like the special effects of the monsters sound interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I might give it a whirl. You know, uh, <laughs> two and a half, three stars. Two and a half from you, Kelly. Three stars from you, Chris. Yep. Tubi uh, Movie Sphere, check it out. If you if this sounds like it might be up your alley, if you uh, like
0: shitty movies that are entertaining, there it is.
1: Cool. Um, <laughs> let's keep this train rolling, though. And Ruthless Chris, what have you got next for us?
2: So I got another one uh, that has been sitting on my to-watch uh, pile for like literally like eight years. I don't know how I haven't gotten around to this because it ended up being a fantastic film. Um, this was, if it was directed a little better, you could fit it right in with the A24 Canon. Like it's very much a very heady kind of horror movie and it's, uh, it's in the blood starring Lance Henriksen. Um, and this is written and directed by Scooter Downey. Great name. Um, <clears throat> this is this is kind of one of those head fuck movies where um, you don't know if what's going on is in the characters' heads or not. Uh, what you have is a sheriff played like Lance Henriksen. Uh, he is going to go camping with his estranged son. Him and his son have become estranged because many years prior, Lance Henriksen's deputy took them all hostage and raped and murdered his, his daughter in front of them. And then they were both injured, but somehow got away. And they, because of this collected trauma collapse, the family, they are no longer mentally well, but they're trying to reconnect and go on this like camping, hunting trip, you know, father, son kind of deal to, to like reconnect. And then there's a monster in the forest. That's kind of after them. Um, and they're stuck out there. Um, but the thing is, is, is the way it's played, you don't know if it's their collective mental illness that's what's really happening or if there's really something in the woods. Um, it's told very artsy. Um, The directing is phenomenal, but it's just maybe if they had just a little more money or just a little more experience, like it would be up in that A24 sphere. Uh, if the, but that those are the kind of movies you like, like, um, you know, your, your hereditaries or your uh, Midsommers or anything like that. This this kind of fits in with that. It's much more of a smarter movie. Um, Lance Henriksen's great in it. It's uh, you know I've always liked Lance Henriksen, but his acting's you know he's really great in Near Dark, but then you go and watch Man's Best Friend, and you're like oof, you know like he's very hit or miss with his acting. This one he's on fire in this thing, and it's because it's a small cast. I mean, it's two gentlemen in the woods for most of it, and then there's flashbacks of what happened with the sister and the deputy and all that, and all that stuff's very horrific. Um, there are some trigger warnings in there. It does go into rape and sexual violence and stuff like that. So if that's something that would that doesn't sit well with you, I would fucking skip this one altogether. Um, but the creature looks cool in it too. Um, there's some good practical effects. There's a lot of gore. Um, this one, you know, it really kept me guessing until the end. And I really, you know, I was really on board with this one. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm I'm happy I finally got around to watching it. Uh, so I would highly recommend it. Um, I gave it I gave it three and a half. Like I said, if it just had maybe a little more of an experienced director or just a, maybe a little more money, I could see this being like a lot larger film. I'm surprised it's not spoken about more because I never heard about it until I found a copy of it just laying around in whatever video store I bought. And you can watch it. Uh, apparently, you can only buy it on Amazon. So
0: what What did you say it was called?
2: It's in the blood.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, it sounds it sounds fairly familiar, uh, the title at least, and that is uh, everything you said sounds amazing. Um, so I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. You know, maybe I'll pick up a physical copy if I come across it. Um, but yeah, it sounds, sounds like it's a, worth
2: definitely. It's a- worth checking out. It's worth tracking down if you if you sound interested in it. You know. All right. Yeah,
1: because you know I, I like that smart stuff. I like uh, some, you know, every once in a while we need a cheeseburger, but every once in a while you need some something to think about too. Uh, yeah. But this is yeah.
2: prime rib, but it's like prime rib at Texas Roadhouse. You know All what I'm right. saying? <laughs> like, like, it's good, but it ain't, you know.
1: All right. I gotcha. I feel that. I think that's, that's a, good a good analogy. Yeah. Um. So, but three and a half stars, and you can rent it on Amazon. Yep. Uh, so if you want to check it out, there you go. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to keep this train a-rockin' and talk about my next film. Uh, this film is called Strangeland.
0: Ah, yes. Strangeland.
1: Written, starring, produced, directed, everything, 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 everything <laughs> by Twisted <laughs> Sisters, Dee <Snyder>. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like if I had seen this in 1998 when it was released, I would love it as much as everybody else does because when i posted about it the other day that i was watching it everybody seemed unanimous in the fact that this movie is amazing um and it it is good it's not horrible but it's extremely dated Mm. um if you were alive (laughs) in the 90s you will be like oh that is it's when it starts out with two teenage girls on the internet and they're explaining chat rooms and you know uh, you're hooking up with boys, I'm like, oh my god! IRL. Oh well, yes, they're explaining <laughs> I what. Uh, I don't even think they they said like
0: ASL I, back then. Age yeah, sex location.
1: <laughs> they were just doing chat rooms. I don't, they they didn't have the um the abbreviations like we do. It was it was it was wild. It was painfully '90s, and uh, you know how uh, piercing and body modification and stuff was so mm-hmm. edgy in this film in 1998, and now in 2023, it's like, yeah, that that's not a big deal, <laughs> you Deep
2: know. Tribal, bro.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. For so much time. tribal.
1: It was so. I'm sure it was in, is extremely edgy in 1998. Um, I'd never seen it until. It was either yesterday or the day before. And I'd remembered that I always wanted to see this movie, and it's on Movie Sphere. Um, and if you haven't seen Strange Land and if you don't know anything about it, it's a horror slash thriller. Um, a detective pursues a, 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 sadistic, a sadist specializing in body modification rituals who lures teenagers through the internet. Uh, Dee Snyder plays uh, the. Uh, said saddest um i'm not sure where they get the name strange land from because they never say strange land in the movie um
2: mm.
1: but yeah, it i mean, this cute. was yeah, kind I mean, of do with the story right it's kind of torture porn before the term was made you know there's a lot of mouths being sewn shut and a lot of needles um not a whole lot of gore there was some gore but like a lot of it's more like,
0: um, shit. If, like you're, it's
1: yeah, if you're yeah if you're if you're if needles going into skin makes you cringe then this is not the film for you because there's a lot of that (laughs) um other other than that it seemed like even at an hour and 25 minutes is a bit long because it's like okay oh oh we're, we're still going we're still going with this movie uh I I also feel like if maybe somebody stepped in and helped D. Snyder with this, maybe with the editing or one of the other aspects besides, you know, taking uh whenever uh somebody debuts with a film and they do everything for themselves, it usually doesn't come out to be the best film in the world. Um But with that being said, it's not horrible. I, I and I I loved Robert England's cameo as the angry townsperson. Uh, that leads a mob and you know does what they gotta do get justice uh when the law would not bring justice but uh, other than that yeah i have a hard time recommending it but i have a hard time telling people not to watch it i'm going to give it two and a half uh it's on movie sphere uh it's on tribeca shortlist uh not necessarily the the most popular streaming services uh, if you have any curiosity about this film, it's de- it's worth checking out. But if you've never seen it and never heard of it, uh, I would probably skip it. Just because it's very 90s. And if yeah. you weren't alive in the 90s, I, you might not even get the references. <laughs> but uh, if you were, it will give you flashbacks for sure. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, two and a half uh try back a short list and movie sphere have you guys seen *Strangeland*? if you have what do you think yes. of
0: yes i've seen it back then back when it was awesome you know and back then it was awesome like i remember thinking oh this movie's so badass and i have kind of watched it recently and you're right it didn't age as well you know but it's it's decent like it's kind of like nostalgia for me now you know
2: um, I haven't seen this in many, many years, uh, but I did see it when it came out. You know, like it was like the big to do for horror people, like horror fans. It's like, oh, this movie's crazy. It's got D. Snyder, and um, one of the things like he had mentioned, is it it does lead into a lot of the shock is supposed to come from um, subculture, like mostly like suspensions, hooks, and tattoos, things that are really not that uh, transgressive anymore, and that people have are aware of. You know, but at the time, they didn't realize people were doing the shit. Um, D Snyder and a bunch of tribal tattoos is really hilarious looking to me. And they got them in like a pink ponytail. Um okay. I mean, and just to show how dated it is, you know, they have the, the scene where they go to the club and fucking Bile is playing. When was the last time you thought about the band Bile? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with that being said, uh it was a little ahead of the curve on like the dangers of the internet horror, you know? Uh which, you know, that you gotta give them a little respect for that. But yeah, it didn't age well. Um But, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it when it came out. I'd probably give it three for just what I remember about it. Very cool. Good to know. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. three. I think that's fair. I didn't give it a rating, but I think three is a fair rating. It's got the nostalgia edge for me, too, though. You know, kind of takes me back. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I totally get that. Because, yeah, I'll throw on Howard the Duck, and I'll give it five stars all day long. Yeah. Well, if somebody from... If somebody... Who is just getting into movies now? Were to watch something like that, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, ew."
0: Yeah, man, uh, The Burbs is my favorite movie of all time. Like that's yeah. six stars for yep. me all day.
2: I think we all have those <laughs> movies that are like just a like a comfort food for the eyes. Like mine, people really hate it's Hudson Hawk, which I know is a dog shit movie, but really? to me it's endlessly entertaining. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I love Hudson Hawk. It's it's hilarious. You <laughs> yeah. got you got. <laughs> singing cat burglars that are just want cappuccinos and to fuck with da vinci's uh, inventions it's fun to me <clears throat>
1: yeah i see I, I saw hudson hawk once and i thought it was a fun movie i remember a lot of people talking shit about it i was like i don't i don't see why this is so bad but um yeah i think if i'd seen strange land in 1998 when it came out I would have loved it, and I probably would still love it, but since I didn't, I don't. <laughs> uh, but on that note, let's keep this terror train rolling. One more round before we hit uh, kids versus aliens. Killer Kelly, go! What you got? Um,
0: this movie. Somebody, somebody was talking about this movie to me, and I had never seen it, so I figured I'd give it a shot. It's a classic. This is 1986. The Wraith starring uh charlie sheen randy quaid clint howard it's got a pretty decent cast (laughs) this was a pretty fun one man i actually had a blast with this it's 80s cheese at its best you know it follows a um well a group of like street toughs fucking car racing street toughs and the one guy he's got this girl like she, he's like making her be with him or whatever. She doesn't want to be there. He's a huge dick. One of those guys. Like anybody looks at this girl, you know, we kill him. Um, <laughs> but uh, Charlie Sheen's the new guy in town. He comes rolling in on his motorcycle, and um, you know he starts he starts getting getting too close to the girl. So you got that side story going on. But at the same time, like the street toughs, they do this thing where they uh, they'll challenge anybody that has a nice car to a race for their car title, you know? So this one random, like, badass, kind of spacey-looking car keeps showing up, and it's, like, starting to kill their guys. Like, this is full of fucking high-speed chases. It's got a little supernatural edge to it. Uh, High-speed chases, and this, like, supernatural car or whatever the fuck it is is, like, running their guys off the road, explosions, killing people, And, um, like, the car starts just disappearing and shit. I don't want to get too far into the story. This movie was great. Randy Quaid's the cop. Uh, Clint Howard's like like one of the goons. <laughs> you know, Those like that. does The, <laughs> the street toughs. Yeah, I really liked this. I'd give it a four. I'd fucking watch it again. It, it was good all the way through. Like I said, 80s cheese at its best. Lots of car crashes. It's got a supernatural angle. It's like horror action. There's that romance edge. There is a twist at the end, which I'm... I seen coming. Like, you know, I knew what it was. Like, who is this uh well, the Wraith obviously. The guy in the fancy ass car that's running all the street toughs off the road. He's he's there for a reason. I don't know. I liked it. I gave it a 4.
1: Very cool. Chris... Uh Where is it streaming if anybody wants to see it? Tubi. Tubi. Mm-hmm.
2: Chris, have you uh, seen you... The Wraith? Yes, I have. Um it's been a little while. Uh yeah, it's definitely um, car, car car culture horror. Um, yeah. A lot of street races, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Racing for pink slips, that kind of thing. Uh, this is before mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen was really famous. So he was just the generic pretty boy. Uh, Clint Howard's great at all the street toughs. The One street of my tuff. favorite things in movies <laughs> is 80s street toughs. Yeah, like, yeah. punk stereotypes. <laughs> like, uh, what was it? Death Wish 4, where it's just like him versus the street punks and they all wear like double mohawks and makeup and shit like I live for that shit yeah
0: man these guys had the mohawks the one guy had like this can of shit you know with like the oil cans with the like the little plastic straw in it he kept like huffing out of the straw like I don't know what it was but there's like there's hilarious dialogue it is it's 80s cheese at it's best like I I enjoyed this for sure yeah so if you were
1: if you were gonna give this a rating Chris what would you give it I'd give it three and a half. I'd recommend it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I had never watched this until Vestron Collection uh, came out with the collector's edition Blu-ray, and I bought it immediately just because of that reason, because it's uh, one of the Vestron Collection Uh, Blu-rays, and I love The Wraith. It's silly, it's goofy, it's cheesy, it's action-packed. It's a Mm -hmm. great genre film because Mm -hmm. it combines comedy, drama, action, uh, supernatural, aliens, like everything. And when you can combine all of those aspects of different genres into one film, it makes for a fun ride. And The Wraith is definitely a fun ride. So Chris says three and a half. Kelly says four. I'm gonna go along. Uh, I'm gonna go along with that and say three and a half. Uh, yeah, uh, if it, check it out on Tubi for free. Yeah, uh, if you want the extras, go and buy the Blu-ray. It's definitely worth both of the. You know, for free, Tubi, do it ASAP. The Wraith. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm uh, go on about it anymore. But it's cheese. At it's finest.
0: Uh fun fact: the guy that played the Main Street tough. What was his name? packard wallace um he was the director of the notebook
2: <laughs> that is wild life <laughs> life is wild that is a packard wild Wallace
0: is his character name i don't know his real name
2: but we got a romantic comment we need me made get me the bully from the race i love that i <laughs> love that uh ruthless chris what you got for us baby so the last one, I literally just rolled credits on this uh, right before I got on. Um, I had never seen it. I went in blind. Uh, um, I would describe this as the tale of two halves. Um, this is Pledge Night. Um, I believe it's it's 86, even though the letterbox is 1990. be also said uh, 86. Uh, this is Paul Ziller, uh, is the writer-director who makes a lot of crap. And when he's not making crap, he makes Christmas movies to to pay for his other crap so if you go to his imdb or his letterbox it's like it's like night of the yeti christmas and love you know (laughs) like like (laughs) like swarmed Uh, holiday in vancouver you know (laughs) so he's one of those guys um the first half of this was boring as shit um one of the most interesting things so i started this off and it was like music by anthrax and i'm like what so Anthrax does the whole soundtrack to this thing. It's a movie about fraternity pledges. So it's nothing but like really clean cut, like jockey types. And then there's like thrash metal playing the entire time, just shredding the entire like, And they're all like, and they're like gamma, kappa, beta, whatever the fuck sweaters. And they're paddling each other's asses and doing all kinds of the weird fraternity shit. Uh, the first half, of this is literally just nothing but like pledges being hazed. Like, they're going into hell week uh, to become part of this fraternity. And then once they get through the fucking week, they're going to be brothers, right? So they're doing real dumb, strange shit. Like, they had them putting cherries on ice blocks and they were picking them up with their butt cheeks and having to drop them in buckets. And whoever, like, got the most ass cherries, the other team had to eat the ass cherries. It was just a weird <laughs> fucking percent. Like, it was just weird scene after weird scene after fucking weird scene. <laughs> and they set it up as, like, there's going to be this one frat brother who's pretending to be crazy the entire time to flip these kids out and see if they're going to turn on their brothers, right? Then we get to the second half. Now, the, the first half has no horror. It has, like, even the cold opening has no horror set up. Doesn't hint at horror. It, it's just really just dudes doing really weird shit with other dudes. Um, they did, uh, then they introduce this character named Acid Sid, who is a pledge that died in a vat of acid back in the day? And he has possessed the one brother that's supposed to be acting crazy. So everyone thinks that, like, this is normal, but he's actually possessed by this guy. This movie gets real fucking weird after that in the best possible way. There's toilet kills. Um, <laughs> he has a giant acid, Sid has a giant acid vagina in his stomach because at one point he. Dicks his arm into his stomach and rips his own spinal cord out and then chokes somebody to death with it and then the rest of the movie is jamming people's heads into his acid vagina and it melts their heads um there's a lot of weird 80s kills i had never seen before um like with blenders and um there's a cherry bomb up the ass uh screwdriver shit this this movie the first half was mind-numbingly boring. Like, I just... I don't know how I got through it. And then, like, once it gets going, I was like, yes! Uh, there's, a, there's an extra scene where a man comes out of another man. Um, so, if you can get through the first half, I highly recommend it for the second because this thing is cheesy as fuck. And it has some of the most blatant product placement I've ever seen. Like, anytime it shows a woman in this movie... And they have, like, the sorority sisters. The the women are just there to be objectified and show their boobs. But when they're not showing their boobs, they're always coming back from the grocery store, carrying boxes of products, and every time they're having a dialogue scene, they're unloading the boxes of products, product face-forward towards the camera. So there's, like, Captain Crunch. There's a lot of um, stovetop stuffing, plugging. Like, these kids are going through boxes of stuffing, like, 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 it contained the fucking antidote. Like, that's how they get drunk, is they just get wild, on, on stuffing packets. I don't know. So the product placement placement's pretty hilarious. Um, some of the background acting was some of the most hilarious shit I've ever seen. There's a, a pledge, and he's supposed to be eating in the background, and he is just robotically <laughs> lifting his fork, and there's nothing on it, and jam into his mouth, and then robotically put it on and back down to the plate and just doing this. And I was you could tell he was just like, I wonder if I can get away with this. So if you can get through the first half, the second half is jaw-droppingly Bizarre, strange, goopy, and bloody. Um, Halfway through this movie, I would have gave it a half star. Um, After I finished, I gave it three and a half. I loved it. So Pledge Night, and it's only, by the time the credits roll, it's at 107 minutes. So it's fucking short. So uh, I watched it on Tubi, Pledge Night. Yeah, it's also on Shudder. Would recommend it. kelly have you seen
0: pledge night no no i have not it sounds it sounds like a hoot though
1: like it, it is a wacky film indeed um i bought it during one of vinegar syndromes set many sales probably their black friday sale or halfway to black friday sale because i am notorious for buying all kinds of crap when they have a 50 percent off sale and i will buy anything that looks remotely like a video cassette cover that i saw when i was a kid but never watched um and this was one of them and uh yeah like you said it's uh, it's hard to get through the first half because it's just a wacky sex comedy and then once it gets going with the uh the the horror, the the splatter, and the toilet. The toilet kills is what wins me over. Uh, I, yeah, I give that this three That was one of stars. the
2: first ones. So, like, before you even figure out what the tone's going to be, and, like, the horror is just slightly being introduced, the first thing that happens is a man gets his insides ripped out by a hand in the toilet. It just... <clears throat> he's just sitting on the toilet looking at titties in a magazine and his innards get ripped out. Hey... And that, that could be the whole movie right there. And I'd give it three stars. <laughs> it kind of was but, half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I, yeah, I give it three stars just for the second half. And, uh, you know, wacky sex comedy turns into splatter, uh, 80s splatter cheese. Uh, it's a fun time. So check it out on Tubi, Or if you are like me and will buy anything from Vinegar Syndrome, uh, I suggest buying it too because. You know, extras and slipcovers and blah, blah, blah. Uh, collect physical media, you know, or it will not be around very much longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the well.
2: reason but on, actually... that
1: note, on that note, I was having a trouble deciding uh, the last film I was going to talk about before our main film. Uh, I'm going to still talk about the one that I decided on going with. But I'm just going to say, have you guys, before I go into that, just really quickly, have you guys seen Renfield yet? No. no. I've heard it's great. It's it's fucking amazing. We Uh, should. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to say too much more about it, but I just got back from watching it with my husband and it is amazing. It is five stars. Uh, um,
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to talk too much about it just in case we want to talk about it more later. Mm -hmm. Once you guys see it, we might. I want you guys to see it first, then we'll come back to it. Uh, but the movie I'm going to talk about is yet another five-star movie that I always thought I'd watched, um, so I'd never actually watched it, and uh, that is the 2016 masterpiece, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Holy crapola, I was not prepared.
0: Fantastic!
1: Yeah, for what that, a stellar film. That is
2: proper made horror.
1: Mm -hmm, yes mm -hmm. yes um from the beginning to the end it held my attention which one you know nowadays is hard to do but it's so smart and so well done and so clever and so many twists and turns throughout the film Mm -hmm. that like you think you think there's gonna be it's gonna be one thing and then it's a totally different thing and Mm -hmm. then it's a different thing on top of that um and if you haven't seen this movie it's, uh, the story is basically father and son, they're both coroners, and they're pulled into this complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who is apparently harboring dark secrets. Um, you know, it starts out, there's a, a, a murder scene, there's like multiple people murdered, and the police go into the basement, they find this body. They need to find the cause of death, so they bring it to the, the only coroners in town... Uh, Which, you know, Brian Cox, one of the greatest actors of all time, plays one of said coroners. And just as they're going along, trying to do this autopsy, which if you've never seen an actual autopsy, uh, the way they do them in this film is strikingly realistic. Uh, (laughs) Gave me a little bit of PTSD, but uh, I couldn't turn away because it's such a phenomenal film. And, uh, but each bit, each piece that they come across in this puzzle inside of this, this body just leads to, uh, supernatural unfoldings inside of the, inside the morgue. And it's, it's mind bending. You're trying to figure out or at least I was trying to figure out, okay, where's this going to lead? What's going on next? Mm -hmm. Who's this? What? Holy shit. It's such a smart and well-made film. Uh, I actually found it scary. You know, I've been watching horror movies since I was like eight years old, seven years old. I am going to be 45 in June. Mm -hmm. And this movie was legitimately scary. And it's smart. And like I said, uh, the autopsy scenes are strikingly realistic. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And uh, I can't recommend this film enough. Uh, I saw it on Tubi but I think it's streaming on like everything AMC plus I'm pretty sure it's on Shutter uh Roku blah blah on it, it's pretty much on everything and mm-hmm. so you have no excuse not to watch it it's a relatively short film uh hour and 26 minutes and it's you know it flies by unlike some movies that are uh you know the same length or shorter and it's hard to get through this film flew by because it's so smart and well done uh but yeah five stars all day five stars hard five stars and it's streaming on almost every platform no excuse not to see it if you think you've watched it like i did which i might have when i was drunk and don't remember it um watch it again make sure you watched it because this is worth watching this is worth owning uh it's Mm -hmm. so smart and well done and it's by uh I just realized this Andre over a doll, uh, the a Norwegian director who did troll hunter and he oh, did, um, scary stories to tell in the dark, which, okay. you know, that was another film that I was like, Oh, this is going to be horrible. And then I mm-hmm. watched it and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's such a great director. So, uh, such a great director, everything he puts his finger on, everything they put his touch on is fantastical and has elements that you don't see coming. Uh, big fan of his, uh, I can see by your expressions that both of you have seen this uh how many stars, and what do you think of it, guys?
0: I gave it five stars as well. when I first seen this, I went into it completely blind. I had no idea what to expect, and i was I was living alone at that time too, and it was all dark. Dude, this movie also scared the shit out of me, and I don't get scared very easily like with horror movies anymore. It takes a lot. You're, everything you said is on point. Like, I give this one five stars for sure. Like, the twists and turns, you think you know where it's going, you don't if you go into it blind. It's, it's legit creepy, you know? Like, it gives you a real creepy feeling. Like, I actually kind of got like, I'm gonna shut my bedroom door, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to look out there. <laughs> like, it's fucking good. Five stars, all day.
2: Yeah, I, uh... I saw this under the perfect circumstances. I watched Mm -hmm. it alone as well, but I watched it on a dark and stormy night. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I went into it blind as well. Um, The great thing about this film is like its atmosphere. Like Mm -hmm. not only are the performances realistic to where it draws you in, there's not a lick of cheese to this thing. Everything they go for really truly works. And it is a very smart film. Um, Like especially the way that the, the story unfolds, the mystery itself and like where it goes to, you're not gonna see where it goes to coming it's really smart how they did that. But then there's like little things they don't do to build the tension that legit did scare the shit out of me. Like it, it takes like, I, I can name on one hand, modern horror movies that freak me out. And that's one of them. Like, I think this is a modern horror masterpiece. So I give it five as well. There's no excuse not to see this thing. If you like horror, you should have seen this already. Um, yeah, definitely masterpiece.
1: Absolutely. So we all agree five stars mm-hmm. can't be missed. And if you have missed it by chance, Go back and watch it. No excuses. Um, And on that note, though, we're rolling into spoiler town. Choo choo! So if you uh, haven't seen our feature film for this week, uh, "Kids vs Aliens," you might want to click pause on this episode and come back to it. But uh, if you have, or if you just want to hear our thoughts on the film, definitely stay tuned because here we go. We're rolling into spoiler town with Kids vs. Aliens 2023.
2: And now for our feature presentation.
1: Directed by Jason Eisner. Holy crapola. Uh I don't want to I don't want <laughs> to say too many bad things about this film because I was so excited for it. Uh I had such high hopes for it. Um but if you don't know what it's about, it's a, a all-time rager of a teen house party turns into a terror when al- aliens attack it, forcing two warring sibling warring siblings to band together and survive the night. It sounds like a perfect setup for like an 80s homage and like it has all the elements that should work but it doesn't. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it kind of missed the mark for me a little bit. Um, I'm going to let I,
1: you guys talk about it first. Let you guys talk about it, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back around. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I have a what lot do you to guys say about think it? about what? Kids versus Aliens? It was just released this year. Um, just hit Shutter, AMC+. Let,
2: let, let's hear your thoughts on this film. All right, so I had a lot to say about this movie. Um, <clears throat> for a movie that is so colorful and has so much going on it also just did not hold my attention no Um, that's
0: what i was gonna say as well like this
2: is like a neon hyper kinetic kool-aid fever dream for a child um this would have been a perfect gateway horror movie for a child like uh invaders from mars or like monster squad something like that goonies you know like that those movies that we grew up on that like got his first hooked into horror but for some fucking reason, um, they have these kids just swearing like sailors the entire time, and it, you know it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me if the kids are swearing. It's the amount of it and like how unnatural it feels, and how like crowbar like literally these kids say nothing without dropping a fucker shit in there, and there's no there's not like a whole lot of actual gore in there. There's like alien blood. There's a melt scene, yeah, and whatnot. Um, and the special effects are kind of like fun and campy in a 70s, 80s way to where if they would have cut all that swearing out, you could have had a good PG, PG PG-13 horror movie. And it's very rare that I would push be like, you know, cut this back, make this for kids. Yeah. But I don't know whose fucking target audience this thing was for because it's not for adults, but only adults are supposed to watch it. So what the fuck is it? Yeah,
0: I was confused by that, too, because it felt like a kid movie. It felt like something like Monster Squad or something like that, which you wanted it to, but it really wasn't, you know? Because of all the swearing, and it had, like, adult themes, and, I mean, you're right, it wasn't heavy on the gore, but it was more the language and, like, situational. Like, it didn't get sexual, but there were sexual situations. I don't know. It didn't hit the mark for me, either.
2: Not only that, um... One of the things that bothered me a little bit, and I don't know if this is just a coincidence or if they, you know, because they didn't, they did come out kind of close to each other, but the the main girl star kind of dons a costume and has the same arc as the girl from Terrifier 2. I was going to say that. The sword, there were- she's got the Valkyrie outfit and she yeah. goes to a party. So, like, it gave me, like, that vibes, too. And, like, I don't know, like, the the, the kid actors were fine. The special effects were fun. Like mm, it, it, on paper, I should have loved this fucking thing. But you know, like his other movie, everyone loves this hobo the shotgun movie. Fucking hated it. I yeah, didn't like it at I, all. that
0: was fucking that wasn't... land
2: with me. And this is the same fucking thing where on paper I should love it, but I was bored as shit. And then mm-hmm. when it was done running, like right when the credits started come up, I was like, Well, how long was that? It didn't even reach an hour and ten minutes yet. And I, it felt like a fucking eternity. Mm-hmm. And this thing was like uh it it's paced fast. Like, and a lot happens, but I was fucking bored. I don't know. And Yeah,
0: it took me two attempts to watch it, actually. Like, the first time I was like, oh, I'm just not getting into this. And then today I was like, well, I gotta watch this. So I, like, you know, watched it, but it, it wasn't keeping my attention, like, either time.
2: And the bully character was so fucking heavy-handed. Like, after all the alien chickens down, his friends are dying, yeah. you know, they yeah. give away, he still be like, I'm gonna bully these kids. You're not worried about the fucking aliens that just melted your friends down and like that spaceship you were just in that was under the water and shit. Like, you're still worried about bullying these fucking kids. Uh, uh, It even has a wrestling undertone, which definitely hit with me. I didn't fucking care. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't like it. I I thought I gave it, I won't even get to my stars. Jeremy, you haven't even talked about it yet, but this movie frustrated the shit out of me.
0: (laughs) What do you get? I
1: was incredibly excited for this film. And maybe that's why I was so disappointed in it. Um, The 75 minute runtime seemed like it was triple that amount of time because uh, it was so disappointing. Mm -hmm. And there was everything. It was almost like you gave all the best ingredients that you could have and you gave it to the worst chef. And they're like, I made some chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) <laughs> these have cyanide in them, and they're covered with mustard. I made chocolate chip cookies, and you are going to like them. <laughs> but I, I don't like these chocolate chip cookies. They got mustard on them, and it's way too much mustard. Like, if you yeah. had a little mustard on I these, like I mustard,
0: but no, not on these yeah. fucking chocolate chip cookies. It's Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, <laughs> and I'm seeing that the, the 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 um slogan or the movie slogan is fuck
2: space.
0: It's like, I just- I, ended, I I noticed that too. I was like, "What the fuck does that have to do with anything?"
2: Yeah, the no over the lines the kids say at the end oh. before they send the lawnmower into the They fuck space because they have to say fuck everything, fuck, 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 fuck. So that's the best tag. Wanna, one? All right, I want to find a, a like a count of how many times these kids drop a fucking f bomb in this movie. And I know I'm saying a lot of shit. This is how normal people cuss. They don't fucking say fucking this and oh my fucking god, my fuck, oh my fuck, oh my what the fuck, we fucking fuck, like no one talks like that. Yeah,
1: especially children. Like these aren't, the, these aren't teenagers, these are young children. They're
0: like 12. And, the like, if they of, dropped a yeah. shot
2: so and What's the film, the tone of it and the way it's shot in film would only land with children and they made it so children couldn't watch it. So who is this for?
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, My biggest problem with the film is the dialogue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I had the same issue with Christmas, Bloody Christmas, but that was supposed to be teenagers and young adults. And that's more understandable. These are young kids. And if they used like one F-bomb in the entire movie to punctuate it, or if they said bitch like once to punctuate it, sort of like in... Uh, Cocaine
0: Bear. Cocaine Bear, they did it all right. That kid, you know, like it wasn't overboard, but it was taste, I guess, tasteful for Cocaine Bear. But, you know, they did it properly there, though, where it wasn't overly extreme. It was kind of funny.
1: Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like if you use. If you have children swearing, you can't have children swearing over and over and over. It just is unrealistic. One and not not that kids versus aliens has to be a realistic film, uh, but at the same time the dialogue is just so off putting. It's hard to watch. And this, uh, you know, it comes from a, a director who, unlike you, I love Hobo with a Shotgun. I thought it was silly. I thought it was gory. I thought it was great. And I love the way it was cut. I love the way it's edited. I love Hubble with a shotgun. And his very I think it's one of his first shorts, Tree Venge, is like a Christmas film about Christmas trees taking revenge against uh humans and it's probably one of my favorite short films of all time.
0: That sounds good actually.
1: Yeah, it's wacky, you know. And the fact that he is an executive producer on Turbo Kid which I we, hits the spot it's yeah turbo kid is such a spot-on version of of this like gateway sort of retro vintage throwback it's like okay you're an executive producer on a film that does this well you directed hobo with a shotgun that encompassed like if you would have pushed the gore and the violence over the top and you didn't make the characters so one-dimensional and you took away some of the profanity it would have been such a more uh, much more fun film but it wasn't and i I, like you said they had every it had that wrestling angle that i thought was really cool Mm -hmm. and another interesting fact is that this is the jason eisner that directed this directed um dark side of the ring And Tales from the Territories, the two best um, documentary series about wrestling. What what single-handedly got me back into wrestling was the Dark Side of the Rings series. So, I mean, this guy has talent, but he didn't apply that talent to this film. And I feel bad saying that, because I really wanted to like it, but I just couldn't.
0: Yeah, man. I gotta give it a two. I just... Two and a half being generous. but
2: Now see, Turbo Kid should have been the tone they were going for on this thing because that was a throwback movie that adults could like too. You know, it that knew what it was and did it well. This didn't... I, I'm i just puzzled by it. I'm puzzled. So I give it two as well. Um, I'll never watch it again. I didn't I like it know. at all. Um, yeah. And you know, it had cool special effects. Mm-hmm. Some cool shit happened. Cool colors, like the visuals Kids.
0: were great. Like the that girl's cool melting from the alien. That was kind of cool, but it was just what but you're right about the girl running around with the sword, very, very similar to Terrifier 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I just And I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of Terrifier 2 only because it's so long. But this yeah. is half the length. This is half the length of Terrifier 2, and I can't Get behind it.
2: Um, it barely hits an hour.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it barely like over an hour. I think. Yeah. And it's hard to get through. Um, but if you have any interest in seeing this, even after hearing us talk shit about it, it is streaming on Shutter. It is streaming on uh, AMC. And I'm sure you can buy a physical copy if you really want to torture yourself. Um, but it's called kids versus aliens. I'm going to give it two and a half stars just because I'm generous. And I, there were aspects of it that I liked. Um, just the dialogue killed it and the one dimensional characters destroyed the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, it should have been great, but it wasn't, uh, but on that note, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. How about you guys?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Do we drop what we're doing?
1: Oh, we're gonna we're gonna let these kids know. We're gonna let the yes. babies know. Uh, yeah. So uh, next week we are going to have a guest on that we're I think we're all very excited about, Mister Fred Vogel. Uh, he's mostly known for his August Underground series, uh, Redson Tower. Um, a lot of no-budget, low-budget indie uh, horror films. And uh, we will be talking about his newest film, The Last Interview. I'm very excited uh, to have this guest on. He's a great guy. Um, I've met him several times, and I'm glad he agreed to do our podcast. So looking forward to having him on a gu- as a guest next week. How about you guys? What do you guys think about Fred
0: Vogel?
2: Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, so I, you know, I've been supporting Toe Tag since the VHS days. I had the original August Underground VHS that came with the bloody toe tag that he made himself and signed himself mm-hmm. with the Xerox cover. Unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. Like it got lost during a move. I, I bet you it's worth a shit ton of money. But I'm also a big fan of his movie, The Redson Tower, which I hope he he'll he'll want to talk a little bit with me about. But I hope all you guys go and check out Redson Tower because it's definitely. People think that he only does like the the splatter shock and you know there is that in the Redson Tower, but it is a great horror movie. so yeah, we're gonna be talking everything toe tag and uh, all that with Fred Vogel. We'll be talking about the final interview and uh, yeah, it'll be a great time. Very cool. Well,
1: on that note, uh, you guys got any final words for the folks out there in Real Violand? Land?
2: Yes. Uh, go get your tickets at three o'clock today. If you want front rows to the uh uh King of the Kill, because the front rows will sell out if they if it's anything like Chicago in a matter of less than an hour. So if you want those front row tickets at 3 p.m. Eastern time, get on Eventbrite and buy a ticket.
0: Yeah, I love I love th- this will be a whole weekend show, won't
2: it? Are we uh yeah. Um by the time this comes out, the other promotions should have announced they're gonna be there, but it will be a two-day show with camping. Barbecuing, uh, you know, all sorts of shenanigans. So it'll be a fun old time. Uh, the promotion we're running with, I'm not going to say it just yet, just in case they haven't dropped their info yet. But it's someone we haven't run with before. But it's somebody that Kelly and I have personally known since before uh, I was even involved in wrestling. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, so I'm very excited to finally be doing a show with him. And he puts on a phenomenal product. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I'm very, excited very for this. Cool. Camping weekends are always a hoot okay
1: well who knows maybe this time i'll make the trek down there we'll see <laughs> um, it sounds like a very exciting time but uh yeah if you are a fan of death Match wrestling if you're a fan of wrestling make sure you get those tickets asap and on that but i will be signing off for us and saying keep it spooky keep it creepy and keep it real vile forever god bless america and send nudes oh Hey, all you cats and kittens, all you ladies and lady killers out there in real vile land. This is your old pal, Mr. Germ T. Ripper, saying, keep it spooky, keep it creepy, keep it real vile forever. And don't forget, like, subscribe, and share all our content.
0: Ow!